All right, I believe I saw, Patrick, that we are going for a record. Is it 10 straight wins at Target Field? I'm just trying to count them up here. I believe. Three against Oakland, three against Detroit, three against the White Sox. This would be a record 10th straight win if they can uh, knock off the Astros. I thought they already had 10. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, maybe maybe this would be the 10th. 10th? Never won 10 in a row at Target Field, though. Well, uh, the challenge gets a little stiffer than the 200-hitting Oakland A's uh, when the Houston comes to town for three games. Plus, the uh, I think they get Verlander right off the bat, right? Didn't they see that? Yep. Pitching and uh, who's who's come back and he's doing, uh, you know, throwing, throwing really well. Hall of Famer, for sure. And uh, that's – hey, is our guy Bundy must be on a DL, huh? I'm not uh, – is it COVID. Is it, Oh, COVID. He's COVID. Still, oh, that's right. He, he was, and Arise Rocco. All had have COVID. those uh, fellows uh, come back yet? Yeah. I would imagine. Yep, back. I think they came back on Sunday. Yeah, well, uh, he's not uh, pitching this. Uh, Joe Ryan against Verlander tonight, though. That'll be uh, that'll be a good test for the kid, right? Yeah. yeah. A little, maybe a little, little passing of the torch here. Sure. A little, little passing of the torch tonight. <laughs> he was not uh, quite as good last time out, but that uh, is going to happen, and we'll see how he bounces back from that. But uh, with the, uh, you, you could really be uh, getting a little nervous about the rotation with Paddock and the whole thing if this Winder kid wasn't thrown so well. I'd like okay, well, why, why did they, I mean, the, it was very widely known in September last year that Chris Paddock had an elbow injection and had a partially torn UCL, no I surgery. I have no idea. And it doesn't... Uh, you know, it, it, the, as quickly as that trade came together, it doesn't seem like they flew him in and looked at the elbow for uh, two days to make sure it was in good shape or something either. As I don't know. That was a very odd trade, especially giving up $6.6 million. You said, and uh, Judd and I were talking about this yesterday, Phil. They said, well, they get an extra year of service out of Paddock. Because well, he, yeah, they're going to need it. Yeah, because he's going to be, you know, we don't know yet if it's Tommy John again, but it certainly makes you uh, nervous. and. You know, one of those rare two-time Tommy Johnners is uh, not the, not the way to go through life. That's that's for sure. Very, it was very strange. They I, they must have made a run at Rogers, and he didn't they didn't think they could get him signed. Yeah. But so what? Let him. Uh, he's uh, ten for ten out there. So uh, I, I think uh, he, he's less exciting than Emilio Pagan too at the finish of games. That's for sure. So yeah, All I right. don't know. It's it's, it's they, you know. They're fairly smart guys, but they've done some weird stuff once in a while, don't you think? I mean, once in a while, they make some really strange moves. Homer Bailey, from the get-go, I thought, what the hell is this? You know? And they got one game out of them. One game, seven million bucks. What? What? He had, he had ten good games. Not He had a ten-game stretch at the end of that season. After five horrible years, I'm going with the five years. You go with the ten games, okay? I that one I never understood either. They've I, done some really odd things. Pat, I think they are way into um, potential scrap heap guys and like this belief. And I I don't know if it started with the fact that they signed Sanchez and then bailed and he turned out to be good or what. But it feels like they like to take odd risks because they think that they can uh, identify something to fix that most people can't. And unfortunately, sometimes they're flat out wrong. Well, the track record for doing that isn't real good. Mm-hmm. The one guy that they seem to have, have spotted correctly was Sanchez 
and they didn't keep him because they signed big fat Lance Lynn, uh, who uh, they didn't get anything out of, but everybody else has since. So, right. So, yeah. uh, they, I mean, they've, they've done some odd things. I don't, I don't quite get it because uh, they, they seem to be all about development and everything. And then all of a sudden here come these, uh, these uh, fossils wandering in who, uh, you know, I don't know. If you, if you watch Dylan Bundy pitch those three first three games, you're you're saying how'd this happen? Because you're you're looking at it, he throws ninety one mile an hour fastballs to good locations, but you're saying there's no real breaking ball here. Uh, this can't work. And it, you know, I, I don't know. They're they're they do some goofy things, but it's time for the these other guys to get here. Winders made it. I, this Belazovich is pitching at St. Paul. Finally, they've been waiting for him for five years. I'd like to see him before the season's over because about three years ago, I watched him a couple of times and I really liked him, but he's had the arm injuries and the whole deal. But uh, it's time to see the uh, young arms here. And they got, they got to him. They should get over back, right? You can't, that groin can't keep him out much longer. So, yeah. you know, I like him too. So, How good do you think Duran is? I think that I would take a chance on him. I was saying this yesterday. I want him to close because if you don't have a close opportunity for three days, that's fine. Let that kid rest that 900 mile an hour arm. And, uh, but I, I would, you know, use him to close. And if he once in a while gets rattled and gives up a couple of home runs, fine. It's not like, Walking the tightrope with Emilio Pagan, for God's sake. Get him I, in there. I, him I, in I live for Emilio Pagan, I think, man. <laughs> you know what, I've said, what does this team lack? The pitcher that makes the hitters feel bad. You know, that they're coming into the game and say, oh, no, I have to face that SOB. They don't. This is Duran's the first one of those guys they've had in every, I, you know, you go to play the mighty whiteys or any of these teams, you say, oh, bleep, I got to face this guy. Now, maybe he'll yeah. throw a 101-mile-an-hour fastball in the middle of the plate. You'll be able to hit it out of the park. But you're not enjoying that at bat. They got too many guys that on that bullpen that don't make you, oh, he's coming in. Okay, so what? Yeah, I I, I I'm, I, I agree. I, also, too, like, and this might sound stupid, but, there's something about a guy that looks like Anthony Barr sized. Well, he's yeah, he's right. six foot yeah. five, two hundred thirty some pounds, and he's throwing a hundred miles an hour. And the ball, because he's so tall and big, uh-huh. it looks like he's releasing the ball in front of your nose. And, and there's just there's little, something unsettling little, about that. And he's got a little sinker. It's not just all high fastballs. He got a little sinkage once in a while, and he's he's got two, three. You know, he doesn't have to throw all fastballs, but yeah, let him finish. You know, we don't have to see this nonsense of can this clown throw a three-two pitch over the plate with the after <laughs> filling the bases loaded. We don't have to see that when you got this kid. Let Pagan pitch the seventh inning, uh, or never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that never. was coming. But, never. But you don't have to watch this. Why? Why are we watching this when you got the kid? I don't. Well, care. so in fairness to Pagan. <laughs> So he has, I'm not saying that he's been perfect for the first five years of his career by any means, but walking hitters was not an issue for him really ever. And now he's walking everybody. He only had 18 walks in 63 innings last year. He has 10 walks in eight innings so far this year. So I don't know where that's coming from. Somebody's got to look up the club record for 
three consecutive starts, total pitches, one inning. One inning starts, total pitches, 34, 28, and 28, his last three saves. That's got to shatter anything Perky ever did or anybody, right? Even Eddie Garnado, when he walked the plank in Oakland that time, I'd have to look. I wonder how many pitches he threw. I'd have to look it up. I bet it wasn't 34. I'll find it. I'm, yeah. But he Eddie is. I mean, he really is Eddie Gordado, right? He's just, all right, but he's going to get in the lather. Eddie didn't, you know, we talk about every, Eddie making you nervous. He did occasionally, but not like this. At least Colomay gave the game away early last year. You know, would, they yes, would, he would have racked right. up 30 pitches to do so. He would just give it away quickly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, they, you know, the, what they do have in common is they both take. 42 seconds between <laughs> Okay, I found it here. This is, so we're looking, this is game five, 2002. One of the great moments in Twins history that Eddie tried to get through that Eddie God. was unbelievable. So they had, so is this right? They were, did he, did he just come in for the one inning? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he, they were up five to one when he came in. Przezinski hit the home run. So it wasn't even a save opportunity. Przezinski yeah. hit the home run that, Made you think, okay, they can't lose now, right? And uh, to make so he, it was it a two runner, maybe made it five to one. It was it was a three run homer by Pierzynski, oh, yeah, if I remember okay. right, and it yeah. made it five to one. So Gordado came in. He only threw twenty eight pitches. Very, a very a, a very efficient so guys, one inning, three runs. You're slandering him, and he only threw twenty eight pitches. Yeah, very snappy. So very snappy. Say, I, I'd, I'd think it was four to one. It was five to one. Holy cow! Well, I, I guess so. remember that big old high pop up he got out of the into that Oakland Sun, and you thought, is anybody going to catch this thing with two outs in the ninth when he got the guy to pop up? I believe it was Hawking caught it. Right? Also, yeah, one of the one of the biggest, yeah. and and they did, did they did this for budget reasons in the movie Moneyball. But if you remember, it was the it was a night game. Yes. In the movie Moneyball, and the ball was it was a pop up to the third base side, and every Twins fan that watched that movie yeah. was like, "No, it's a day game," and it was over here. And you know what? I suppose for filming purposes, they wanted a night night for some purpose. They, yeah, they filmed said, all the baseball scenes over like a day and a night, and so that's yeah, when they. But got why would you have them pop it up someplace else? Why no. not have it? You know why? <laughs> why have it to the long third? Yeah. Let's make it third. It'll be more dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, you know, a weird, a weird way to film that, to say the least. But uh, at last series victory, maybe. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's right. So, we're, are we going to bring those guys back for? Is there any plans to bring the? Didn't the, they do that in 2012? They did. Yeah. Didn't they do that? Didn't it's kind of sad what we're left to celebrate <laughs> here, right? <laughs> yes. Those guys love it though because they they just spend like three days getting hammered. Uh-huh. <laughs> they do. They just yeah. go to the Champions Club and Gladden bails bourbon on the, the broadcast buffet. and just goes and gets hammered with well, his former teammates not. when they do the eighty seven ringmaster ninety one. Yes, he's the ringmaster. He arranges the gatherings. <laughs> Didn't he try and get get he, Chuck back for, for something? Yeah, Knoblock uh, back, and he and he, uh, you know, he lines up the probably lake parties and stuff like that. I don't think they take a boat out though. I don't. Th- I don't think we have that going on. Hire your own help. That's the key. Don't get Minnetonka High School kids to be the nope. caterers or the service on the boat. I've always said the Vikings used to have perfectly respectable bi-week orgies downtown Correct. at a bar 
where they would rent out the whole place and yep. pay all the help ungodly amounts of money to keep their mouth shut. Non-disclosure yep. agreements. Yes. Well, the help knew- I don't think they needed those because the tips were so extensive <laughs> that they didn't need those. The help knew what was going to happen. Yes. That's the most important thing. It can't yes. be a bunch of, it, it can't yes. be Susie who just got done with homeroom yeah. at Tonka who's like, ah, I got I got to work. Oh my God. That's and, what you can't do. You know, what, what you do at a place like that is go to the help and say, okay, this is what's happening tonight. You don't have to work. You don't want to. Yeah, you, you don't want to be caught it, off guard when you walk in on Bryant McKinney and four other gals from uh, you know, the Atlanta nightlife. You want to make a quick grand? This is you know you can work tonight. So anyway, that was the, uh, you know the, the, uh, the, the, the you know Freddie Smoot did a lot of bad things here, but thinking the boat was a good idea. Well, wasn't Freddie like the boat guy? Wasn't he the yeah? Fr- yep, guy? yep, yep. Well, I mean. Freddie, it was Freddy, fine yeah, until they got cheap. Huh? Freddie was fine until he got cheap. Like you got to go. They they imported the strippers from Atlanta, and then they didn't get help. And th- that was the best Burke quote: "Was what's wrong with our strippers here?" Yes, I uh, I wouldn't vote for him for governor if he was the last living human being in the war- world or lieutenant governor. But that was a great quote. It was, you know, he's been he's been supporting local businesses for fifteen years. That's his platform. I would have hired local strippers for the boat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. When was that? What year? Two thousand five. Oh, Ticey, last year. Two thousand five. Holy yeah. God. Gene Gino Harrington. Dante, would you would you want to talk about what happened uh, last week, or would you rather just uh, talk about Chicago? Nah, the, bear, the, bears the, the Bears are the boat. The Bears are the boat. And don't forget, don't forget, guys. The last game before the bye week, when the boat festivities were held, was against the Falcons in Atlanta. So I'm sure Smoothie was out recruiting. Oh, sure, the bro. Saturday before that fly game, in, girls. Yeah, we'll, fly mm-hmm. in. we'll have this party. It'll be <laughs> I mean, we got all. You know, he's like, hey, this is going to be a great party. It's going to be on a nice lake and a great boat. Okay. I am, uh, just real quick, I am on a, you ask about pitchers walking the plank. Okay. I want to go back to the to the all-time plank walking here. It was actually, uh, the, the, it, was the, it was game two after the last time the Twins won a playoff game. It was in Yankee Stadium. Joe Nathan pitching on a back-to-back. Ugh. It was literally the next day. And he throws 53 pitches, only 26 strikes, over two and a third as the Twins piss away an extra inning lead to yeah. was that the, A-Rod uh, and company. Was that the A-Rod game? Was that it was the one game? of them. He hit, a, he hit a ground rule double to take okay. the lead or to tie what, it or something. What year did he hit the train with that home when Nathan threw him? The that might have also been 04. Hanging slider, and uh, he hit it ungodly distance out there. It could have been 09, actually. 09, yeah. 09, 09 might have been the... 09, that's when Joe called God. me at home. They, they've arranged for Joe to call me at home and tell me what a jackass I was. So I don't, <laughs> usually I don't, uh, you know, I don't give up my home. I'm, uh, I don't give out my home number to be screamed at. They already have to have it. But in that case, I said, sure, let him call. How long did he scream at you for? <laughs> Seven, eight minutes, I guess. Maybe. Okay. What? What's the best one, Pat? So, like, of, of, of all the calls that you've gotten from upset athletes, coaches. I don't. I get back the in the days. Back in the day when they could get you in the office, and I guess a few, but not 
not many really. The most right. would wait till she hit the ballpark, you know, or you know, in that case, like who, she hit the ballpark. Who was most mad? Like who? Who was just livid? Oh well, the famous one is Ron Jackson when he came after me in the in the dugout in uh, in Fort Myers, Orlando, when I called him Papa Up in the sporting news. <laughs> Papa Jack has become Papa Up in RBI situations. This is the winner. You're writing that stuff for Sports <laughs> Illustrated, eight graphs a week. You know, that's the only thing that anybody sees anything about baseball when they're not with the team. He had that pinned to his bathroom mirror for weeks leading up to <laughs> yeah. God, he was mad. We became buddies later again. He was a, the Red Sox hitting coach, and we'd sit around and BS. He, he, he got over it. But, uh, yeah, that was the – that was about the only time I felt seriously threatened because <laughs> uh, he was he was enraged. Mm. You know, the I greatest, told you this. The greatest avoidance ever was when Luzinski came looking for me and I didn't happen to be in the dugout. I was up in the, uh, in the press box because I had uh, the bowl. I had uh, written about the fat socks, you know, that uh, this team could flow the world's they might throw the World Series for a bag of Cheetos, you know. They had all those big, you know, something like that. And the legend has it, he came over to the dugout and says, saw all the reporters there and says, where's that Roos? The, you know, Luzinski and I was upstairs, so I didn't have to, I didn't have to have Greg Luzinski, who was a big fella, uh, threaten my life in person, only yeah. in only. You know, I say I saved you one time about ten years ago in uh, the Fort Myers clubhouse, and Luke Hughes came up to me for oh, about yeah, fifteen Luke. minutes, fifteen minutes, and just bitched about <laughs> what's the deal with your co-host, mate? That Roos guy, that Roos guy. Why don't, he shouldn't be allowed in here? The good news is, if he would have tried to take a swing at you, you could have just ducked low and away, and yeah. you probably you probably yeah. would have been fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. I tell you what. If the plate was this wide, he could have hit, man. If the plate was like this, right, six inches inside corner, that guy could have hit. But uh, he, he wasn't real good on anything else, right? No. Well, style, I think his style was good. He used to wear those cutoff short jean shorts. We One thought uh, the hammer. We, we had our moments where we thought that guy was going to be able to hit, though, man. He was, yeah, we uh, thought he was. He wound up being a poor man's Dan Ugla, which for anyone who gets that reference, congratulations. Yeah, I think he uh, went back to uh, Australia and became a big shot in Australian baseball. Yeah. No, he, he, yeah, he played in the Australian Pro League for a long time. And then I think he was one of the run brand teams and stuff. I don't know if that league still exists. Tonight, who wins? I think the Wild wins. Wild win. Yeah. I think the Wild wins, but I'm not so sure about game six on Thursday night. Meanwhile, well-rested Colorado. They're going to have, oh, they're going to be healthy. Hey, that Kale Maker, is that the guy who was, was he Denver? McCarr. Huh? McCarr? Kale McCarr. Yeah. It's M-A-K-E-R. Why is it McCarr? It's Maker. I didn't. I'm not his parents. I don't know. I don't know. Calls parents up. Hey, call. I know. You're not Macar. You're Maker. Cal Maker. Uh, well, he's no Butch Davis. But he okay. wasn't a. Uh, he wasn't a free agent, was he? Had he, they drafted him? Yeah. Uh, he was. He was at UMass, and then yes, he, he was drafted. Right he was drafted by Colorado. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's a hell of a player. Oh, God, is he good? Okay. They don't like to beat you up, though, right? No. Colorado, they don't have any goons at all. They want you to skate with them, right? 
Uh, yeah, L- Landeskog's a pest, but I, d- I wouldn't call him a goon. And I think he's on the second line now. I think the first line is he got taken off because he, he was hurt. But yeah, they're not going to intimidate you too much. They've got a couple big guys, but they're going to try and skate. We're through, and the, we're through four games on eight yeah. series. Are six of them two and two? Yeah, that's right. Two yeah, two yeah. Two two. And Pittsburgh's then... up 3-1 on the Rangers, correct? Oh, right. And then Florida tied it last night. Yep. You, you think the Rangers are getting a little heat back home? They're a little, oh, God. Well, the team, it out. the team that's going to get filleted here, um, fair or not, will be if the Leafs go down 3-2, Pat. Oh, yeah. Because they came out Sunday and were just up 2-1 to one and just, you know what. Oof, they well, they, this is that's been a weird series because – they basically been four ass kickings, right? But the yep. two other teams, you know, they neither of them, none of them have been three to two. They've all, you know, the teams that won, but they're two and two. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing sport for that man. Their playoffs last forever. Well, that's why when you win the cup, it's a long haul, baby. If you well, think if, think about this this even this Wild Blues series. It's probably going to go seven. You know, it, you're going to grind a seven game series victory, and whoof, and then you get Colorado. Yeah, yeah. And then if you beat Colorado, you're halfway. And 16, you know, you win 16 games to win the NBA title, too. But you usually play, what, 23 games? These guys play 27 games, <laughs> you know, 26, 7 games. It, it's a, you know, and, it, and you stink after a hockey game, too. You can't stand to be around yourself. You're in there. It's uh, spring. Self-loathing is high. Room, I hate myself right now. You haven't yeah. shaved in two months because, yeah. you know, it's, it's the cup. Brutal. Very non-hygienic uh, <laughs> but hockey. A, hockey be- a run to the cup is very non-hygienic. I believe, boys, that we are going away from that, though. I think I, I saw a story that uh, more and more guys are now shaving. Very disappointing during the really? playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I like the beard. I liked it when the announcers used to shave, grow their shaving. I'm a very neutral party here, but I'm not going to shave in support of my team. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, you'd think that the teams that shave their faces are more aerodynamic and can skate faster, so maybe that's part of the analytics oh, of the equation. Yeah, yeah oh. they probably do have analytics on that. Now. That's, uh, Analytical that's look. Correct. This whisker is holding me down. Yep. All right, All right. Pat. We'll All catch right. you tomorrow. We'll recap it. Okay, see you. All right, that's uh, Patrick Royce presented by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Um, you know, if you have a business and you want to maximize it, take it to the next level through risk management tools and resources. Federated's been around for over 100 years, almost as long as Patrick Royce. Wow. You can find them online at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. All right, see you guys.